Welcome to the Inner Source Podcast, hosted by the biggest brain in Maine. Well, certainly the biggest head, it's Saucy Dad. Hello, beautiful people of the world. How you guys doing, man? How's everybody doing? Welcome back to the Inner Sauce Podcast. How you guys doing, man? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How was your turkey day? How was your Thanksgiving with the fam? I hope everybody had a great time off or whatever it might be for those of you that were lucky enough to have such a thing. Um... Yeah. And, uh, you know, I am aware not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving. So for everybody else, I hope you've been doing well. I hope you had a great week. I hope your November closed in a positive manner. And here we are. Month 12 of 12. 30 days away from the end of 2022. Absolute madness. It is absolute madness that the year is over already. I just, man, oh man. Those parents of ours, they sound awfully crazy when we're young, and then all of a sudden they make a whole lot of sense. (laughs) All those times they said, it goes fast, it goes fast. Yeah, 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 okay. I get it. It goes fast. I'm here to tell you. They were right. <laughs> Holy guacamole. Oh, brother. So, yeah, here we are in the in the thick of it. Holiday season. Christmas. In a short 25 days from now. Oh, man. But yeah, I hope you guys are all all doing well. Hope you guys are all doing well. It uh it just started blizzarding outside. So hopefully the power stays on. We lost it for a bit last night. Had some pretty gnarly winds going on. Oh boy. So uh yeah, man. Um you know, I've been, uh, I've been thinking recently with this, um, newfound approach, if you will, for me as a, as a content creator and Deciding what I want to put out into the world. And kind of, uh, you know, I've upset some people. And they've let me know about that. And that is perfectly okay. I would be, uh, I'd be a little scared. If we... If we didn't get some of that 
I, I suppose that would just mean people aren't listening. But this tells me the people are listening. And it also validates my theory that the majority feel exactly like I do. And uh, they just don't want to have the debates. They don't want to spend the energy on those arguments. So um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about you guys, mainly. But also... A big reason why I do what I do and, you know, the internet has brought a lot of, let's call it, uh, negative things. The internet has brought many negative things <clears throat> into our world, but it has also brought a lot of positive things. It's brought some pretty incredible tools to our disposal. And, um, one of which is the ability to kind of document our journeys. And they'll always be there. You know, my kids' first trips to Flo um sorry. My kids' first trip to Florida. We can go back and watch the entire thing whenever we want. And we have done so quite often. Those videos are not accessible to the public. And they have almost a hundred views on each of them. That is just my kids, that's Saucy Mom and I, that's the family members of mine that I have sent them to. So it's pretty neat, you know? It's pretty neat to be able to relive those moments. And, uh, you know, I, I find the kids quite often watching them on their own. They just, they enjoy reliving those memories. So it's very cool. Very cool that the internet has brought tools like that to us. And, uh, you know, I think if used properly, the internet is, I mean, it is a weapon, but it is also the tool of all tools, right? I think it has hurt us in some sense, as far as, you know, like we talked about recently with um, how easy everything is, you know, the, the absence of the hunt that we talked about last time. Everything's right at your fingertips now. There's no, you don't have to work for anything anymore. You know, there's no, there's really no sense of adventure unless you really try to make, to make an adventure, which I definitely recommend. But on the subject of the tool, that allows us to document our journeys. I very often think about um, the ability that my kids will have someday to just be able to go back and relive, or not relive, sorry, the ability to go back and see what dad thought about a number of things 
to me, that is priceless. I try to picture if I could just click on a video of my dad at my age or my mom at my age or my grandparents at my age, see what it is that was on their mind, see what they thought about certain things, see, you know, their perspectives, their personality, you know, um, I've lost people very close to me and I have voicemails from them on my phone still. Cause that's all I have, right? That's all I have. I have some hairy VHS tapes and stuff, but I honestly don't even have a VCR. So I haven't been able to watch those in a very long time. <clears throat> Same goes with a lot of the stuff I did as a kid, you know, I have, I don't even know how many dozens of hours of my football career on tape. My kids have never seen it because we haven't had a VCR since they've been alive. Um, so, you know, if that stuff was, if they could just find that regardless of the device that they had access to, I think that would be pretty incredible stuff. So I try to be very conscious of that when I'm choosing what to talk about on the podcast, when I happen to react to certain videos that trigger certain discussions, I all they're always on the front of my mind. Whenever I'm making the points I'm making, whenever I'm um, drawing a line, if you will, it's always about them. It's always with them in mind. I try to picture it like I'm talking to them, basically. So, with that being said, that is the number one reason for the the um, idea that I have settled on. Not, not settled on. The idea that I have come up with and decided to move forward with it is definitely with them number one on the why list but also you know I have an accumulative an accumulative million people listening to the things that I say. And I feel like I feel like the things that I say, the opinions that I form, um, whether it be advice that I'm trying to give or whatever it is that we're talking about, I feel like it would mean more I feel like it would carry more weight and perhaps perhaps allow you, the listener, to be more, I don't want to say forgiving, because that's not what I'm shooting for here, but more understanding, at the very least, of how and why I got 
to these conclusions that I get to. You know, why, why do I think the way that I think? Why, um, you know, why am I who I am, basically, to sum it all up? So, I had an idea, and I've been talking about it with uh, a couple people, <clears throat> both of whom think it's a great idea. And, you know, again, just to kind of reiterate, it, it is definitely for my listeners, for the people that, you know, some people do look to me for what either a, a supportive word or an encouraging word or validation on how they feel about something, whatever it might be. For those of you that don't agree, or for those of you that sometimes even get angry <laughs> at the stance that I take on things, I feel like whether or not you agree at the end, you will at least understand how I came to those conclusions and why I am the way that I am and why I am who I am if I tell you my story. Um, so that's, uh, that's where my head's been at. That's what I've been working on behind the scenes. It's, you know, it may not be a big deal to some people, but it's a very big deal to me something that I'm putting a lot of energy into, a lot of focus and um, a lot of thought into what makes the cut. Because, like I said, I, uh, I want my kids to be able to look back at this and kind of, you know, if they want to hear dad's whole journey, they can do that whenever they want to, whenever they need to, more importantly. But same goes for you guys. Same goes for the listeners now. Um, you know. I just think it will be very... And also on that why list is myself. Probably third goes my kids. My, my family. Let's call it my family. My family... And then the listeners, and then me. I'm do also doing it for me because a lot of this stuff that I've been through, a lot of my story, so to speak, I've never really said out loud. I've never talked about it with anybody. Um, I've had quite a journey thus far, and I'm well aware mine is not. This is in no way, shape, or form meant to be a contest or a woe is me or a champion, uh, uh, an intent to champion myself or anything remotely close to that. This is simply for the, the sake of understanding for my family and for you guys. And I think it'll be a really fun exercise because I'll tell you, and I'm starting from the very beginning, starting from where I was born, when I was born, 
and my first memories. You know what I mean? Starting from the very beginning. Um, it'll definitely be therapeutic in a way for myself because, yeah, I, uh, I haven't talked about it, talked about a lot of the, the more serious, more impactful struggles that I've been through. <clears throat> so that in itself will be very helpful, but also starting at the beginning and really kind of trying to remember like in the form of a timeline it it has really been kind of fascinating to go back and forth every time i remember something so many memories i mean the human brain is a pretty remarkable deal right I don't know if anybody's ever done it, but it would be pretty funny or cool if somebody could um, equate our our brain storage power to like, you know, how many gigabit, how many gigabytes, <laughs> how many gigabytes of storage do we have up there? I, I bet it's like, I don't even know, hundreds of millions. But it's been pretty, um, it's been a, a really interesting exercise. It's been really interesting because, like I said, a lot of it, you know, you just forget. I mean, not forget, but you haven't thought about it in so long that it's way back there. And it takes some um, poking and prodding to dig it out, you know. So it's been pretty cool. Uh, I am working on that currently. So in the next episode or two, we'll start that. I don't know how many episodes it will be. I don't know how long it will take for me to tell the whole story. Now, when I say the whole story, for any family that is listening, I do not mean the whole story. <laughs> you know, every family has things that are very personal um, and the intent of this is certainly not to paint anybody in a bad light or hint anybody in a hint to anybody in a bad light. None of that. So I am very specifically leaving out certain occurrences because, you know, if you don't know those people yourselves and all you're left with is the story you're going to make your own judgment, and that's not fair to anybody. So we're not going to do that. Um, but I am going to tell you my whole story. I'm going to tell you my whole story, the nitty-gritty, you know. Um, I've been I've been through it, so to speak. I certainly, like I said, I cannot stress this enough. It's certainly not a competition. But I, I feel like I could literally write a book. And I'm only 34 years old just because of, and I'm not talking about, you know, like I said, by no means a woe is me. I'm referring to things like 
the story of my son being born and just how crazy that whole deal was. Um, <laughs> doing things like trying to hide trying to hide a pregnancy from our family out of fear of acceptance and man just a there's a lot like there's a there's a lot there's been a lot of ups and downs and uh victories and losses like anybody like any like literally everybody i think right so i'm certainly not like i said not trying to put my story on some sort of pedestal or compare or compete absolutely zero interest in any of those things <clears throat> this is for my kids to be able to come back and listen to someday this is to help my listeners better understand who they're listening to and how i became the person i became and how i became the person that has the opinions they have today that's all um but in doing so, you know, there's certain things that aren't going to make, quote unquote, the cut, right? Just things that are, you know, they don't help the story along. They don't really, they're kind of irrelevant. Just little, like, small details or small, small things that just don't, I don't know. They don't fit the, they don't fit the storyline. They wouldn't help you understand anything. Just kind of be wasted, wasted words. But it's funny the things that I that I remember, and upon remembering them, it's really funny when I look back at my journey so far and what those things ended up doing for me as far as the man I am today. Um... Now, what's on the front of my mind when I say that is uh, I recently reacted to a interview between Conan O'Brien and Bill Burr. Bill Burr, the comedian. My number one favorite comedian of all time. George Carlin's a close second, but... I wasn't, you know, it's different being at my age and where Bill's doing it right now. It's just different, you know. He's basically my generation's George Carlin. But he has such a, man, his perspective and his ability to to see things for what they are. I don't know, man. I just relate to him so much. So much. I've never heard him say anything that I didn't go, yes, dude, yes, like, exactly, you know? And then I'm just left there with my hands in the air going, what, is it only us that sees it this way, <laughs> you know? And obviously that's not the case, so you know there's millions of like-minded people out there. It's just most of us don't happen to be the ones with the microphones. 
or the big Twitter accounts or the big Instagram accounts. We don't happen to be the ones leaving the messages that everybody sees, leaving the opinions that form how so many of our kids today think and move and go about their, their days and their lives. And uh, so, yeah, on this on this interview between Bill and Conan, Bill Burr, for those of you that don't know, has a show on Netflix called F is for Family. It's all about his his childhood. It's about his life, um, the way he was raised. It's very, very funny. It's it's animated, but it is very funny. Absolutely recommend it, whether you're a cartoon person or not. It is just so funny, especially if you're from the New England area. It's just, man, it is absolutely hilarious. But Conan, during that interview, he asked Bill, he said, "Um, what do you see as some of the differences between how you were raised and parents today? And he said, man, it's just, it's nothing alike. Like it's not even, it's like, it's literally two different worlds. And I've, I've said that word for word on this podcast many times, but he said, the kids have so much power. You know, he says, (laughs) he goes, I'm in the grocery store. I can't tell you how many times I've just been waiting, waiting to see this little kid just get punted across the aisle. (laughs) He goes, it never happens. I'm waiting for it, and it never happens. <laughs> um, but, and he goes, you know, it's just the threat of it. This is what stuck with me. He said, it's just the threat of it. it it's, you know, there's no threat of it anymore. He said, our parents never did it. They never did it, but the threat was there. Like, you knew if you screwed up, you know, the threat was there. He told a quick little story. He said, you know, as kids, if we didn't finish our supper, some of you know supper as dinner. (laughs) It's always been supper where I'm from. But um, if we didn't finish our supper, that's what you would have for breakfast. And you wouldn't have what everybody else was having for breakfast until you finished your dinner. And he said, uh, we were having cube steaks one night. What I thought was funny is nobody in the crowd even knew what cube steaks were. Probably for a good reason. It's like chewing on a truck tire. Uh, Very, very hard to chew and die. Well, I don't know about digest. I would assume digest as well, but chew. Very hard to chew. He said they would have to beat it with a mallet just to make it edible. (laughs) And he's not lying. So he said one night they had cube steaks for dinner and uh, his brother didn't finish all of his. He just couldn't finish it all. And he said, so the next morning, it was Sunday. His mom always made breakfast on Sundays. There was this whole spread, waffles, bacon and eggs and sausage. And there is brother's... And there's, uh, he said, there's his brother (laughs) with his now 
eight hour old cube steak that's already super hard to chew and now it's eight hours older after being in the refrigerator and then reheated. And he said his brother looks at his mom and goes, Hey mom, can I have a waffle? And she says, Nope, you have to finish your supper. And he says, Okay, can I have a waffle after I finish my supper? She says, Nope, that's your breakfast. And he goes, Mom, I hate you. And Bill said, there was no yelling or screaming, no tension. He said, my old man just grabbed a glass of milk, threw it in my brother's face, put the cup down, and continued eating his breakfast. (laughs) And he said, nobody said anything. Nothing changed. No big crazy to do. He said, my dad grabbed a glass of milk, threw it in my brother's face as soon as he said that. And without any hesitation, my mother just started cleaning up the milk. My dad kept eating. And, you know, we continued on with our day. I mean, a different world. That doesn't even sound like the same earth. (laughs) It just doesn't sound like that happened in the same lifetime. You know? I mean, the there's so many things in that little tiny story that are, you know, now they're offensive or degrading. Or, I mean, my God, I can't even say his dad because now I'm assuming that his dad was a dad. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, man, do we sound stupid. But anyways, the reason that that stuck with me with the whole, it was just the threat of it was always there, right? You knew if you crossed a certain line, you you knew what you were getting into. There was no mystery. There was no surprise. You did what you did knowing the repercussions. And while I have been... Um, trying to write these detailed bullet points for the next slew of episodes while I try to tell you guys my story. I realized that one really prominent thing from my childhood that stuck with me is this method of parenting that my old man used. And uh, I gotta tell you, It wasn't really until now that I realized how much that did for me once I left the house. I never realized what that did for my character, my resilience, my... I mean, you wouldn't even think some of these things are related, but based on the principle and... The responsibility that it teaches you. So, my old man, it was vital to him that 
he followed through with anything and everything that he said to us. Good, bad, or otherwise. Meaning, if he said, Nick, if you do that one more time, we are leaving. There, That doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to do it one more time, and then he'll say that again, and then I'll stop. No. No, 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 no. If he said, you do that one more time, and we're leaving, when I did it one more time, we left. Now, we didn't just leave. So, scenario that I have in my head, which is, this was like every weekend of my life while my parents were still married, we would go to my grandparents' house to watch football every Sunday. Watch football, eat, just kind of hang out. Every Sunday, we went to my grandparents' house. Me, my aunts and uncles, my parents, my sister. So if me and my cousins got to screwing around or doing stuff we shouldn't be, like I said, he would say, you do that again, and we're leaving. If I did it again, we would leave. And while doing so, I'm just a little kid, so I'm screaming, crying, throwing a fit. My grandmother is very upset. The whole the whole house. Oh, he's just a kid. He, leave him alone. He's just a kid. He doesn't, I mean, give him a break. Blah, 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 blah. And he stuck to his guns. He took us and we left. Now, there's a, there's a lot going on there that is missing today. People, people think immediately on first, first, your first feeling to that, to that little story is, oh man, the poor kids. How about the poor parent who just is determined to teach responsibility and consistency and uh, he, you know, like I said, he was just determined to make us believe, not even believe, know for a fact that when he said something, that is what was going to happen. I definitely adopted that um, as a dad. And it, it's very, it's very hard. Now, it was hard for him. Like I just said, he had a whole house full of people making him feel like the bottom of a shoe for following through with what he said. But he stuck to it. And I, I vividly, like, this is some of my earliest memories, to be honest. But I vividly remember being in the car and him turning around and saying to us, like, this, you realize this sucks for me just as much, if not more, than it does for you. This is my day off. I was sitting there watching the game with the family, having a great day. And now I have to leave. I have to give up the rest of this day just, just for the sake of consistency, just for the sake of sticking, sticking to my guns, but it's so much more than that. Just for the sake of 
don't know the word I'm looking for, but yeah, man. I mean, it did, I gotta tell you what, it didn't take long to learn that when he said something, well, that that's okay. There was no questioning it. There was no false threats. There was no empty threats. There was no, you know, and, uh, the, what I use to describe that to people, <clears throat> you hear all the time, kids are going nuts in the back seat of the car or whatever it is. Parents turn around and they just make crazy off the wall threats. And I'm going to rip your leg off and beat you over the head with it. Well, no, no, you're not right. Jeffrey Dahmer. No, you're not. You're not going to rip their leg off and do anything with it. You're not going to rip their leg off in the first place. So immediately, like right off the bat, that is an unrealistic form of accountability. That is an unrealistic expectation for them to respect that. You cannot expect your kids to respect a threat of you ripping their limb off <laughs> and proceeding to beat them with it. <laughs> it's not, that's not realist. That's not going to happen, right? Funny or not, the, the point is, no matter how many times they do what you told them not to do, what you said is going to happen will never happen. So there. They're, the likelihood of them taking you seriously the next time something happens is basically zero. And we actually, we talked about this. Um, we talked about this a little bit in uh, the, the group that I, that I take part in as far as the word obedience and things like that. And how they have such a negative connotation. But the the idea and the goal behind them is so necessary. I mean, it's so necessary. You know? So I I that has always been on the front of my brain. Like the threat isn't even there anymore. The threat isn't even there anymore for, I mean, you could say probably 99% of kids. I bet it's higher than that. 99 point something percent of kids. They just, you know, they can just keep pushing. What are you going to do? The parents can't do anything about it because somebody in the store is going to call Child Protective Services on them. You know? So it doesn't have to be... You, the one thing that I really learned as part of all of this is, yes, our first instinct is violence, right? Because, well, that's where they bring us. They get us to a point where it quite literally feels like our head is going to explode off of our necks. So that's our first natural response to that. But if we have enough self-discipline to really process what we say to them way before we say it, it's going to make all the difference in the world. 
Because the fact is, especially today, I mean, oh my God, especially today, you can hurt them so much more by never touching them than you ever could before. You start talking about iPads, iPhones, TV. I mean, God, going outside is a punishment now. So, you know, I mean, the possibilities are endless for you to very calmly state what you expect, what the punishment will be for not respecting that and not obeying, and then following through to the letter of what you said. It's the the thing is the reason why that stuck with me is because I saw how hard it was for him to do that. I saw how hard it was. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want to miss dinner and all the, you know, hanging out with the family and watching the football game in, in the recliner. He didn't want to leave. He had no desire to leave. We only left. Because that's what he said we were going to do if I didn't stop doing what I was doing. I cannot even tell you how many times I've drawn on that in my life. And I, I like I said, I really didn't even recognize it until I started doing this little exercise of trying to write my story in the form of bullet points for these upcoming episodes. But I have really tried to do that. And it's it's hard, okay? It is so hard. Because you're the one, you have to make that sacrifice as the parent. A lot of times, in order to punish them, it's going to be harder on you. Spanking their butt and sending them to their room, I mean, that's that's the easy road. That is so easy. It, you know, um, anybody could do that. But what's real, and listen, I'm living proof of this, what is really going to stick with them and form their character and the way that they think when, when, they, when they run into situations in life, whether that be with a boss, whether that be at school, whether that be with authority figures, anything along those lines, when they run into those situations... They're going to be able to pull from that. Whether they remember it specifically or not, it's going to become part of their character. Their, it, their natural instinct, their natural response is going to be, well, the authority figure in my life set this precedent that when I was told something would happen if I didn't get my stuff together, that's what happened. So they don't... The act of like, yeah, they don't mean that, or yeah, I'm gonna push it some more. That's not even um, that's not even a possibility. That's not even an option. That's not even an option. Oftentimes, once they mature and their brain develops and their natural responses and instincts start to really develop and kick in, because of that found that character foundation. They're probably never going to have to be told these things. But if they are, you best believe their their initial response to that 
is going to be a very positive one. It's They're just going to do what they're supposed to do. They're going to do the right thing without even realizing why. But the reason why it's so hard is because, and this goes to so many things that we've talked about, to put it very simply, how lazy us parents are today. How lazy us parents. And I say us because I am a parent and I am certainly not the picture-perfect dad. It is it is hard. Especially, you know, at the end of the day, when you have been just, you're beyond mentally drained. You know, this time of year, you're, you're physically drained. You're on the go 24-7. Like us right now, I got one kid in physical therapy. I got two girls in basketball. One school's a half hour away. Like we are nonstop, nonstop. And then with what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to build here, I am mentally wiped while doing all these things. So it's, it is very hard to set these boundaries and to, to make these threats, right? But it's really not, you know, the whole saying, it's not a threat, it's a promise to make these promises. Because if you do what I'm saying right now, what my dad did, you're not threatening. You are, you are telling them what's going to happen. You are promising them a result to their actions. And the reason why it's so hard for us now, because that iPad, that iPhone, that TV has become almost a coping mechanism for us. Not even almost. It has become that. It has become that. Like, man, it's so much easier than, than actually parenting, right? Grabbing that iPad and, okay, here you go. And letting them just melt into the couch. It's so much easier than actually parenting. So much easier because we don't have to make any sacrifice. We don't have to stop what it is that we want to do in order to follow through with them. We don't have to miss out on anything that we want to take part in or watch or whatever. We get to just continue doing what we're doing and they just go sit with the screen. It is so much easier. So when it comes time to following through with that, I'm going to take your iPad promise. It's hard. It's hard because you see both sides. Well, they're really quiet right now. They're not freaking out. They're not complaining. They're not fighting like war heroes with their brother and sister. So yeah, it is so much easier. So much easier. It's more peaceful. It's more comfortable. It is all of the above. But you, I, man, I have come to really learn you're hurting them. You're hurting them today, but you're also, you're hurting them way down. Who knows what it's going to take? Who knows what's going to have to happen in their life to them for them to have to learn this lesson in the real world? Because in the real world, you know, if I'm doing... 80 and a 30, the cop's not going to pull me over and say, hey, you do that again and you're going to jail. No. I know the law. If I break it, I know what I'm going to 
to do. I'm going to go to jail. If I'm in school and all my friends are getting ready to graduate and they tell me, hey, if you don't do good on this test, you're going to fail this class and you won't be able to graduate and move on. If you fail, they're not going to say, okay, well, let's do it again. No, no. I mean, I get that that happens more and more today because, well, 2022, people, broken society, etc., etc., etc. But the point is, if I just do what I'm supposed to do, guess what? I get to graduate with my friends. I get to move on, blah, 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 blah. Like, there is no, generally speaking, there is no second chances in so many aspects of life. There is no second chances. And look, I know I risk offending people here, but this has to be the father's role. This has always been the father's role. For one, the mother, you know, assuming they play the, the homemaker role in the family, has enough on their plate already and they deal with the kids all the time, 24 seven. That's what they do. So you want to talk about mentally taxing. They are mentally taxed. And there needs not even fear, but I mean, maybe it's fear at some stage of this process, but the goal is respect. The, the goal is respect. And if you do these things, if you, if you really follow through, you're going to find you don't even have to make those threats anymore because the next time you listen to me, the next time you say, I'm going to take that iPad. If you do that again, guess what? They're not going to do again or whatever their favorite thing to do is. I mean, God bless you. If your kid's favorite thing to do is to go outside and build a tree fort. I haven't seen that since I was a kid, but taking that away from me would have been devastating because that's all I wanted to do. But you know what I'm saying? It do, It's not going to take many times. Now, a lot of us have a history to, re, to re, erase or override, if you will. A lot of us have been taking this easy road and it's never too late. Okay. That's, that's the biggest thing. Our brains are continuing to form and grow. I don't even know the age, but I certainly know it's not, you know, 13 or under or 16 or under even or 18 or under. Our brains are growing and developing. You can make this change at any time. You can set these standards and teach teach this lesson at any time. It's not too late ever, ever. It's going to be really hard for us, the parents, really hard. But the reward is getting getting phone calls from teachers, you know, or just seeing random examples, unprovoked examples of your kid's character in public or with, with people that makes you go, wow, man, I'm really proud. That is, man. You know, you just get that, you know, that feeling. I literally, before I hit record here, I got an email. The title said, shh, 
you know, S-H-H-H-H-H with an exclamation mark. And I opened it, and it said, your, your child has one student of the month. Don't tell them, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, this is the date and time to be there. So my son is basically his dad all over again. Way more concerned about making the entire class laugh than to learn or follow instructions. Way more concerned with with being the funny kid. Um, so when I emailed back, I said, yeah, we'll, we'll both be there. I'm assuming this is for my youngest daughter. And then I, I, you know, I said, ha ha after. And then she emailed back. She said, no, it's actually your son. I honestly, I'm still, you know, this was only about an hour ago. I'm still kind of shocked. Like it's, it's things like that. I know it's just a student of the month award, right? But it's, it's a lot more than that, man. It's a lot more than that. It's a representation that what we really try so hard to accomplish at home is working. And we hear it all the time. We hear it from their grandparents. We hear it from other teachers. Anytime they're with an adult figure, we've always been so proud of them because there's a few things that are super apparent in my kids. They have gigantic hearts. They love everybody. They do not want to hurt anybody's feelings ever. Very polite thankful, appreciative, all of the above. But I got to tell you, I have always really worried about this whole character thing when it comes to discipline, because I haven't been very disciplined. I re I had a really hard time with that. Maybe it was rebellion or I, I don't know, you know, but there's, there's certain things that I just, it's almost like I wanted to push the limits so that I would get that discipline. I don't know. I don't even know what the thought process was, but it wasn't a good one. I know that. So to know that these things I'm teaching my son, it's really sticking. And it's sticking to the point where he's already using them in his everyday life without mom or I anywhere nearby. That's awesome. Man, I got to tell you, that is awesome. Now, it's taken some one, two-hour-long heart-to-hearts. It's taken some very uncomfortable conversations. But to see that already is pretty awesome. It's it's really rewarding feeling. More, more than rewarding, it's very reassuring. It's very... Um, comforting. That's the word I'm looking for. It's very comforting because he's still very young. He's only 11, but it's very comforting. If, if he can continue to build on that foundation and just look, I don't, I would hate to see what a normal person looks like. Quote unquote, normal. I don't want you to be normal. I don't want you to be like everybody else. I don't want you to be perfect, right? How boring would that be? I want you to leave this house someday with your moral compass intact, 
knowing exactly where you stand with certain things. I want you to know how to say no in whatever situation it might be. I want you to know how to say yes and be proud of yourself. I want you to know how to be proud of yourself. I did not know how to be proud of myself for a very long time. It's I'm still working on it. That's one that I'm still working on. But I got to tell you, man, it really, when I started writing out these bullet points, it really dawned on me that that very simple, and I honestly, I'd have to ask my old man if he remembers more than I do, but I only remember that happening, like, I know at least two times, but I don't know how many more times it happened than two times. I really don't. Because I got the hint. I got the hint. When he said that, I knew if, you know, that's what it was. Hey, you know, you do that again, you don't have this. Well, if I did it again, I don't have that anymore. And I, I didn't even have to ask. I knew. I knew. There was no pushing the buttons. There was no, I mean, we were still kids, right? So yes, we pushed buttons. But at the same time, when the line was drawn... We, we knew exactly where the line was and we knew what was on the other side of the line with zero, zero question. There was no room for, you know, there was no gray area, very black and very white. And I, I got to tell you, I can't, I can't even put into words how thankful I am. That I was taught that when I was taught that. You know, I look at how I have been able to get on the same level as people, you know, people that have been uber, uber successful in business, in whatever it might be. I can get on your level. And I, I really, I credit a lot of that to that specific lesson because I learned without a shadow of a doubt there is a direct result to everything that you do good and bad good and bad you know this same exact principle can be applied for anything good I, I do think it's important to reward our kids for doing something good. You know, they get good grades. So what if they're not perfect? You don't want, you know, don't let them forget to be a kid. Because that, that has to be number one. They have to learn so much of it on their own. They have to. Or it's not going to stick. They have to learn so much of it on their own. So don't hold them to a perfect standard. Were you perfect? And if you were, how much fun did you have? You know what I mean? Being a kid has to be number one. We all know how fast it goes. Being a kid has to be number one. But, you know, if we work harder than everybody at our job, well, we get a promotion. Or some sort of... There is some sort of benefit on the other side of being the hardest working person, the most efficient, the most consistent for a certain amount of time. Teach them that. Teach them that now. Right? They do the dishes without being asked. 
I mean, the, the worst thing you can do is when you're trying to teach them that, when you're, when you're trying to teach them something along, um, related to discipline, right? Let's use doing the dishes, for instance. Let's say tomorrow I go downstairs and all the dishes are done and it wasn't their mom that did it. One of them did it. Do you know what I'm not going to do that so many people do? I'm not going to say, oh, you did the dishes? <laughs> well, it's about time. You wouldn't think that that's very significant. I I'm here to tell you that is everything. Because I, ex you know, I know what it's like, and I think a lot of us do, to hear both sides of that. It is super important. I mean, all you need to say is a very, just, oh, man, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I really, you know, nice work. B whatever. Don't go nitpick every, they'll get better at whatever it is, okay? Oh, you missed a spot. I mean, shut up. I'm sure you missed a spot too, Karen. You know, shut up. A, a thank you, a pat on the back, move on. This is super important for discipline, but it, on both ends of the spectrum now, you know, for good and the bad, there is a direct result to everything you do. And, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Um, the, the lazier people get as parents the more we have these absolutely bonkers issues come up in society because you know they don't know they wouldn't know a real problem if it hit them upside the face they don't have real problems so they complain about whatever it is they complain about they don't have real problems don't tell me you have real problems while you're messaging about it on your $1000 iPhone while connected to your internet connection, while sitting in your heated and or air conditioned house, while, you know, while somebody's making your supper in the other room, you know, that they went to get in your car. Don't tell me you have real problems. Do not tell me you have real problems. Not anymore. Not if you live where we live. So it's just, you know, if you want your kids to be good people, that is one thing that I have, I, I experienced myself. I have now directly seen where that is affected and helped me in my life. And here I am at this point doing the same as a father. Kind of a, a little full circle deal. And it's it's not a big thing, but it is very hard to start because you have to start somewhere. And for those of us that have taken the easy route for so long, we have to break, you know, it's going to take us a little bit longer to start to initiate that because we have to break the old habit to start the new one. 
And, you know, it's much harder to break a habit than it is to, to make one. In, in my opinion, anyway. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's my two cents for the day. That's, that was just something that I happened to really think a lot about while trying to get set up to, to tell you guys my story. Um, and I just think it's super important. I think it's, I think it's, it is everything in fact, because I mean, if you think about it in, in just that little practice done consistently, there's so many things being taught there, right? Respect mainly discipline. Um, the, the, the fact that there is a result to every action, good and bad. I mean, there's so many things being taught there. And, uh, yeah, I'm just very thankful that I went through it because I, like I started to say earlier with the whole getting on people's level. I had no, I mean, I came from construction. I came from living in the ghetto, moving out when I was really young. Like I had no business, zero business sitting in the same office as some of the people I sat in the office with and having the discussions that I had and demanding respect from those people. Like I had no business doing any of that, but in the moment, I, I can, I owned those situations and you know what? I shot to the top of every place that I ever wanted to work at because of it, because of the, the, the character foundation that was instilled in me. I knew my worth and I, you know, I don't know, man. I knew that there was a direct result to my actions, good and bad. So I tried to do a lot of good and you know. Now, that's, um, I think that's step one. And then we start talking about all the other stuff, right? Uh, belief in yourself and, um, you know, staying strong or, or building strength spiritually it doesn't, you know, that doesn't have to mean religion, building strength spiritually, being grounded, appreciating this, this gift of life that we have, never forgetting to, to appreciate the fact that you woke up this morning. Um, but you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but I think just that little practice really is the start to quite the foundation of a, a great strong successful in multiple aspects human being that's uh i don't know that's how i feel about it so anywho um yeah let me know. Uh, let me know what you guys think about the whole me telling you my story thing. Like I said, I am. Uh, 
I am going to leave out a couple specific things that don't have any bearing on the story as a whole. Just because, like I said earlier, you don't know any of these people. So, it's certainly not fair to subject them to uh, being painted in a negative light just for the sake of a story, right? I think this will be pretty cool, though. Uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I would love to hear your your feedback on just the thought before we even get started. I'd love to hear what you think about doing this. There's definitely a lot of lessons to be learned. <laughs> I've made I've made a whole a whole lot of mistakes, man. But um I've had a lot of victories too and I've I've fought my tail off in a lot of ways, mentally, physically, spiritually, in a lot of ways to be sitting here in front of you right now. Fought my tail off. I think a lot of what I've been through has been like there's so much shame in it that I buried it, you know? So writing these bullet points has been quite the exercise. I got to tell you, whether you have a podcast or not, I I don't think it's a bad idea. It's been a, a really interesting exercise to try to just, um, you know, a good place to start is to just start at the very beginning. Where were you born? And then maybe like, title chapters right certain age to a certain age or maybe a period or something that happened in your life or whatever but you're going to find the more you really try to remember the more you're going to remember it's been pretty fascinating so but i uh like i said the goal for me is to help my listeners understand who they're listening to better and to put this all permanently out there so that you know god forbid anything happens to me before my kids can ask me a question well they can uh they can pull that up whenever they want to wherever they are and uh you know they can they can listen along I'm I'm very interested to see how long it's going to take us to be honest. I'm only 34, but man, it's been kind of like a kind of like a movie to this point. It's been nice and quiet for the last few years. Nice and quiet for the last few years. But before that, it's kind of like a movie. Like all right, man, that's enough plot twists already. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great week. Don't let these holidays stress you out. Don't forget what's, you know, I know I'm Captain Cliche, Captain Corny sayings, but I don't care. I, it is what it is. It's the truth. Do not let the whole holiday thing consume you. Don't forget what's important, man. 
Don't forget what's important. Appreciate the fact that you woke up today. Appreciate the fact that the people you love woke up today. You know? Um, and be there for the ones who maybe, you know, someone didn't wake up today that is important to them. The saucy mom went to drop the kids off at school this morning and there was a car that got hit by a train. I mean... You just never know, man. Life is literally connected to a light switch. And it can just... That thing can get flicked off so fast. That That's like the second one in two weeks, actually, now that I think about it. Right, right down the road from my driveway. Not far at all. Maybe a thousand feet from my driveway. A young kid, like 19 years old, riding on his four-wheeler, went straight across the street into a telephone pole and died. I mean, the whole family is just devastated. I mean, obviously, his whole, all of his friends, devastated. I mean, it's just... Uh, we talk about it a lot, but it is a very real thing. So, don't worry, you know, gifts, money, just don't let what... Don't let what humans have done to this world take away from your ability to appreciate being alive today and to appreciate your loved ones being alive today. Just don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Trying to, you know, spend spend the same amount on somebody as somebody spent on you or, you know, I mean, it's we do the stupidest things as humans in 2022. We really do. I just really want you guys to to enjoy this. Just enjoy it. You never, you know, how many Christmases do you have left? If you gave me an answer, you're guessing. None of us know. We have no idea. You know. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. If if you let it be. So. Anywho. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it to the end, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for the support. It means it means the world to me. Um, really hoping. <laughs> I had on my vision board the end of the year some goals. And we're flirting with the end of the year here. So I'm really hoping... Hoping for the best, man. I I absolutely resent, absolutely resent the need for money. I resent the life out of it. But, unfortunately, that doesn't change the fact that I need money. So, I'm really hoping to, I don't know, maybe find somebody that's interested in sponsoring the podcast moving forward. Because... Uh, I don't know. It It's really hard for me to not get mad that I need to find... You know what I mean? It literally makes me mad the fact that I need to find somebody to... Uh, I don't know. I suppose that's what's always bitten me. Is I get to a certain point with something. And I just... I so strongly don't believe... 
in the monetary side of things that I just, I bail, you know? It drives me nuts. But it is what it is, man. I was born when I was born. I'm alive when I'm alive. Just trying to make the most of it, you know? But I would really love to keep doing this. And I would love to get to a point where I can really start to help people and make change. And uh, the facts are the facts. Nothing's free anymore. You gotta, you gotta trade life to get life, right? So, anywho, I love you guys. Have a great week. I will see you all, or talk to you all, at the very least, next week. Uh, you know, do me a favor. Send this to anybody you can think of that might that might be open to listening to stuff like this. You know, send it around. Send it to friends, family. Um, it's available on any platform that podcasts are available. The only approval that I'm still waiting on, six months later, is Pandora. Not sure what Pandora's deal is, but it's available literally everywhere else, including YouTube. So, send it around. I appreciate everybody. Thank you for the support. Like the video if you are on YouTube. And also, I recently found out you can rate podcasts on certain platforms. So, if you're listening on a audio platform, audio-only podcast platform, if you could rate it, give it a quick little five-star review or whatever, that would be super appreciated by me um apparently it really helps spread it to more listeners and it helps it pop up on more people's suggested shows so yeah uh i will ask you that that favor um if you wouldn't mind taking two seconds to do that that would be amazing but as always just you being here is all I'll ever need. So thank you guys. I'll see you next week. Have a great rest of the week. I love you. Saucy dad. Over and out. Peace out. Wait, I, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I have an outro. I've had an outro for over a year. Literally say it in my sleep. Sometimes I do. According to my wife. And I just abandoned it right there. That's not unaccept unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Peace out. Saucy fam.